moving along on the journey that you all have been on, which was opened up so wonderfully last night by Adrian. We're going to move into compassion practice this afternoon. In speaking to some of you um, in our interviews this morning, sometimes it's hard to get a, a real handle on this compassion, the word, you know. So often English doesn't really truly reflect the energy and meaning um, of what's trying to be conveyed. So for those of you who did find your way into beginning to gain some clarity and understanding about compassion for yourself, that's great. And I'm going to offer a few synonyms, which actually some of you may resonate with a little more closely um, than compassion, so you can start to gauge um, the feeling of it in your body. So some of the synonyms that are, are uh, useful for hearing and relationship to understanding compassion and, you know, just requesting or inviting you to just let these words um, really wash over you and, and not really trying to understand or get it or um, work with it. Just let it kind of wash over you. And then um, when we get to the actual part where I'm giving you the phrases, the ground will be fertile for the phrases to work their magic within the system. So some of the synonyms that might be useful for you to uh, engage with are tenderheartedness, sympathy, humanity, grace, humanness, yearning. Starts to flesh it out a little bit in terms of this distinction of compassion. So knowing at this point that the Buddha taught that all humans are alike in their desire for happiness and love. And this is so whether we use unskillful or skillful means in an attempt to find balance, peace, and happiness. The confidence, strength, and personal authority to right ourselves when we encounter suffering and pain comes from a cultivated heart and mind which prepares us to meet the suffering and pain we encounter in relation to ourselves and with other beings. Christina Feldman, one of her quotes, Love asks that you let go. Compassion asks that you let go. Your capacity to be wholeheartedly present for anyone or anything in this world asks you to release your longing for how things used to be and your yearning for a better future. Letting go frees you to take your seat firmly in this moment and in the truth of loss and change. Letting go frees you of the burden of obsessing about what used to be and what might be in the future. Your willingness to let go of what you should do or be liberates you to embrace what is. This is one of the hardest lessons for us to learn and the lesson that none of us can avoid in this life. Most of us discover through reflection that the places we resist and cling to most tenaciously 
are also the places we suffer most acutely. They are the places we feel most imprisoned in a world governed by self and disconnected from others. Compassion is a release from that imprisonment and a healer of separation. Letting go does not leave you marooned in indifference or apathy. You are not asked to let go of your love or bonds of commitment and care. You are learning step by step, moment by moment, to let go of separation and suffering. Your capacity to find a boundless compassion is released by your capacity to let go. So one of the ways to think about compassion is that it lies at the heart of what it means to be fully human. And it is what allows us to be at peace in the midst of pain and turmoil. Compassion is an energetic response, not a mental idea. So really we're being asked to really drop down into the heart in a much different way than metta or loving kindness was used and is influenced. Whereas loving kindness is the intention of goodwill, compassion is an empathetic response to suffering. So with compassion, there's a degree of action, whether it's action or non-action, a degree of extension, um, as opposed to sending just wishes for wellness to other people. There's an actual connection and relationship between your perceptions and understanding of conditions, causes, situations, and people that call forth this extension of the the interest and will and wanting for all beings to be well. The first step in developing compassion is being able to recognize to open to, and to acknowledge that pain and suffering exists for everybody, everywhere, at some time or another. Compassion meditation is the cleansing crucible fire that works slowly but surely through understanding. The greater our understanding, the more flexible and tolerant, the more compassionate you can be. You feel love towards others because you understand them, and you understand others because you have understood yourself. You have looked deeply inside and seen self-illusion and your own human failings, seen your own humanity, and learned to forgive and to love. When you have learned compassion for yourself, compassion for others is automatic. Let the body be comfortable and the mind relaxed. Check your attitude of mind. Ajahn Sumedho says, Consider meditation and the unfolding of wisdom more like a marathon than a sprint. Be willing to learn from everything. This is a practice for life. Choosing to bear your suffering takes an act of courage. But once you do, you have initiated the process of inner transformation. Compassion for ourselves is the basis 
for our practice of compassion towards others. It is impossible to practice genuine compassion for others without the foundation of self-compassion. Can we spend some time cultivating compassion as we do cultivating dislikes, judgment, greed, anger, and ignorance? Each of us, in our own way, try to spread compassion into people's hearts. Western civilizations these days place great importance on filling the human brain with knowledge. But no one seems to care about filling the human heart with compassion. The Dalai Lama. A cultivated heart-mind increases our tolerance and willingness to meet challenges and difficulties and to truly know that this moment is like this unaffected by the storms created by greed, aversion, and delusion, and when effected, as will happen, we are able to regain balance and to stabilize our hearts and minds with efficiency, efficacy, and ease. Sharon Salzberg says, when we deny our experience, we are always moving from something real to something fabricated. To live by this web of legend will always harm us. The truth may be difficult to open to, but it will never hurt us. Most often it sets in motion a trajectory to growth, forward movement, and healing, leading us closer and closer to freedom. When we feel broken, at our limit, when we hit bottom, there is an opening there where we get to see the possibility of living life in a different way. Trauma, trouble, difficulties, or struggles are transformative. It demands that we become creative at moving forward and to heal when we can, be awake to that sometimes gentle nudge and other times unmistakable push and heed the opening. Rumi says, keep your eye on the bandaged places. That's where the light enters. Another one of our teachers, Larry Yang, says to be compassionate to where you are. This is the process of the heart stretching beyond old patterns of defensiveness and reactivity. A compassion allows life to pass through our hearts with its paradoxes of love, joy, and pain. When we hear the call of the compassionate heart, we give what we can to stop the war, to protect the children, to heal the environment, to transform prejudice and depression, to care for the poor, and yet true compassion also loves ourselves, respects our own needs, honors our limits, and our true capacity. When genuine compassion and wisdom come together, we honor, love, praise, and include ourselves and others. Instead of holding the ideal that we should be able to give endlessly with compassion for all beings, 
accept me. We find compassion for all beings, including ourselves. Audrey Lord, caring for myself is not self-indulgence. It is self-preservation, and that is an act of political warfare. The perception of separation between self and others transforms and drops away as we cultivate the habit of self-care as a wise way to spend our effort and as a doorway into connection. It is also an act of generosity to take the steps and measures to ensure we are well. We are able to come to this recognition through the understanding of this path and the application of clearly seeing and cultivating courage and wisdom of the mind-heart. When genuine compassion arises, it moves through us as grace, bringing together a tenderness and fearlessness that could never come by any other means. The fearlessness of compassion leads us directly into the conflict and suffering of life. Fearless compassion recognizes the inevitable suffering of life and our need to face the suffering in order to learn. Sometimes only the fire of suffering itself and the consequences of our actions can bring us deeper understanding to feel kindness for all beings and to liberation. Then there is the power of this fearless compassion which can be as tough as it is kind. Sometimes compassion for ourselves and others requires us to set clear, great boundaries and limits. We must learn to say no and yet not put another out of our heart. There is no formula for this practice of compassion. It requires that we listen and attend, understand our motivation, and then move from there asking ourselves what action can really be the most helpful here. There is a certain flexibility needed to respond to changing circumstances, setting limits when necessary, and being flexible at the same time. As we move into the practice now, holding the world in kindness, remembering that compassion is our deepest nature. It arises from our interconnection with all things. Compassion is courage. The courageous heart is the one that is unafraid to open to the world. Sitting in your relaxed, comfortable, centered way on your cushion or chair. Making contact with the breath, feeling the body, the heartbeat, the life within you. Feeling into how you treasure your own life, 
and how you guard yourself in the face of sorrow. Bringing to mind someone, yourself, a loved one, a pet, the earth, whatever is coming, whatever is coming forward naturally and has resonance for you and the wish to be held with compassion. Picturing that person, connecting into an experience that you had with that person of loving kindness and compassion. Bringing that into focus. Notice how you hold them in your heart. Then let yourself be aware of their sorrows, their measure of suffering in life. Feel how the heart opens to wish them well, to extend them comfort, to see their pain and meet it with compassion. Repeating to yourself, either using you or I, depending on what you've chosen. May you be held in compassion. May you be free from pain and sorrow. May you be at peace. May you be held in compassion. May you be free from pain and sorrow. May you be at peace. Continuing to repeat the phrase or phrases that you create that have more resonance for you while holding them in your heart. Letting the heart become the transformer for the sorrows. May you be held in compassion. May you be free from pain and sorrow. May you be at peace.
feeling the breath in the area of the heart. Breathing in, letting their sorrows touch your heart and transform into compassion. Breathing out, wishing them well and extending your caring and kind heart. Feeling the tender-hearted connection with all life and all beings. May you be held in compassion. May you be free from pain and sorrow. May you be at peace. As you breathe, envision your heart as a purifying fire that can receive the pain and suffering of others and transform them into the light and warmth of compassion. Being gentle with yourself, if you're struggling in any way, Let the fire burn away all obstacles to compassion so your heart opens naturally to its generous, open, fearless state. May I be held in compassion. May I be free from pain and sorrow. May I be at peace.
If there is difficulty engaging yourself or others in this compassion practice, shift your attention to your own well-being. Be patient. Be kind. See your courage and your effort to move ever closer to the full opening of your heart and your growing capacity for turning towards the suffering with a strong, wise heart. and relaxing around all of this practice. For now, just letting it go, releasing either the person, whatever the object of your attention was, the earth, yourself, just letting that just all recede, all resolve. Seeing the courage and the willingness to engage with this practice. Letting it be.
connecting to the breath. Just ending with a bit of gratitude for this auspicious time that we've all come to gather together. With gratitude, I remember the people, the animals, the plants, the insects, creatures of the sky and sea, air and water and fire and earth, whose joyful exertion bless my life every day. move solidly in this most gorgeous sun and air and insects accompanying us down to the hall, if that's where you're going for the meal. And uh, we'll see you back here in a bit. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.